At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. What's up guys, welcome back. We're gonna do another service call. It's about a 10 minute video extracted audio again. And again, I'm gonna put the video link in the podcast notes. All right, it's been real busy lately and it's been hard to schedule a guest for the podcast just because it's been so busy at home and at work and everything going on. So I decided I'd do another troubleshooting podcast with extracted audio. Now, before we get into it, let me explain something. And it seemed to cause a bit of a, a stir with one individual on YouTube in the comments section. Now in the video, I mentioned that I bumped the contactors. Now, somebody's coming at me hard, calling me an idiot and a fool and, and all that kind of stuff. Now, listen, bumping a contactor with like an insulated screwdriver, it can be a way to, to test things, but it also can be a way to create some danger. All right. I put out a little poll on Instagram and, and Facebook just to see what other guys do, what other techs are doing. Now, I wouldn't just go up to any old unit and just bump the contact or just cuss. You really need to inspect the contacts, right? You need to make sure the load is not shorted to ground or shorted across windings or anything like that. And when you push the contactor down, you need to push it in hard. Because if you don't push it in hard all the way, you can create a gap between the contacts, which creates resistance, which creates arc, arcing, which creates heat, which can potentially weld the contacts together. This is why it can be dangerous. Because if you weld the contacts together, then you could have the contactor kind of blow up or the load could have an issue because now you potentially might be single phasing it if it's a three pole um, contactor, right? These are the things you need to think about. I've done it. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm telling you, you need to be safe out there and use your gut, use your judgment, test things beforehand. Don't go into it blindly. Use visuals, use your meter to check things. Check for dust and dirt and carbon across contacts or to ground before you do any of this kind of stuff because it could cause a potential hazard if you're not safe. So I just wanted to bring that up beforehand before you listen to the video, all right? Because, like I said, it stirred the pot with one gentleman in the comment section on YouTube and he started it out and, and I'm more than willing to have a conversation with anybody but he started it out with insults, insulting me because he doesn't agree with it. Well, if you don't agree with something or somebody, coming at them with insults is not really the correct way to do it. Maybe asking a question or giving a statement along the lines of, hey, I've done this before and, and I didn't think it was safe or this happened and that happened. What are your thoughts on this? I'll gladly have a conversation with you. But starting a conversation with insults just creates toxic communication. It never goes well. 
Anyway, let's get into this. Um, and I'll set it up for you a little bit. It was basically uh, a carrier rooftop that it popped its breaker downstairs. Right? And I was doing the maintenance and we came to the unit and there was no power to it. And it was kind of a weird service call because this carrier unit is actually a 575 volt unit. Okay, that's the primary power that that is fed to the unit. The compressors are 575 volt. This is in Canada. Okay, we have 575 um, everywhere. It's very, very common. Okay, but the units were manufactured in the U.S. So the condenser fan, uh, the blower motor, 460 volts. Okay, so there's step-down transformers inside from 575 to 460 to power the fans. Now, I'm not sure why they just couldn't have put 575 volt fans in there to begin with. Not really understandable to me, but that's the way the unit was designed. That is kind of the the uh, pre-story to the service call. Pop breaker, unit with 575, stepping down to 460, and this is what I found, and I'm going to have to go back and correct that issue. I'm hoping to get the job approved. Hopefully I'm the guy that goes back if I've got time to fix it and I can do a follow-up video of the repair as well. So let's get into this little service call right now. This is the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. So this unit here had its breaker trip. Main power downstairs. Shut this disconnect off. Reset the breaker downstairs. Come back up. Okay, I haven't turned this on yet. I've went through and checked all the loads with my meter. Okay, compressor looks good. Checked everything, the ground here, and everything looks like it's good. This compressor here has been isolated already. It was isolated because it has a, I believe it, it had a short in it a while back, so it's been isolated. Doesn't operate anymore. We didn't receive the go-ahead to replace it, so it's just sitting there like this. So we're gonna turn the power on, but first thing you wanna do you don't want anything to start up in its natural sequence by itself. I pulled the R wire off, so that way the thermostat's not getting any power, so we're not gonna get a signal on any of these back up. So this will just sit stagnant. So if we turn the power on, we should be able to check to see if we have main power without blowing anything, because we're not gonna start anything up, and then go forward from there. The other thing this does is if we have, let's say we have some carbon tracking on the contactors up there to ground or across phases we pull this off and we turn the power on if the power if we lose power or the breaker trips with this off and the power on we potentially have a problem on the line side and when we have a problem on the line side especially with these carrier units we can have carbon across legs of the contactor or back to ground and it will pop instantly so power is on okay didn't hear any weird sounds, any pops or crackles or anything like that. 
checked for main power. We have main power. We have 600 volts, okay? It's there. One thing that I like to do, okay, and you got to be careful when you do this, is before I go ahead and start everything up after I check it, one thing I like to do is just bump each contact, okay, with an insulated screwdriver just quickly. Because if you bump it and you hear an odd sound coming from the motor, the compressor, you can track that down real quick and go to it and check it to see if there's anything wrong with it. It's just something that I, that I do and I'm very cautious when I do it and I stand back, obviously, and I do it um, with my hand, my body away from it. And it's just a quick bump. So I've already done this. And what I found is when I bump the blower contactor, which is right there, the blower hums, okay? This compressor starts, sounds good. This blower just kind of hums. So I didn't get anything to ground when I checked it right here on the contactor, but I'm gonna go over to the blower motor itself and check it out the wiring across all three phases. Okay, I'm gonna check, check the resistance across all three phases and see what it says. Okay, so I have the wires pulled, okay, and I've taken a picture of where they go just so I know for reference, but this orange, this brown, and this blue are for the motor and the black, the blue, and the yellow come in, and those are your power wires. So I'm gonna check across these, and I have a funny feeling that we're gonna get some odd readings. Now on a three-phase motor, we should be pretty much the same across all three phases, or all three legs, right? So I'm gonna check it out, and we'll see what happens. Okay, well, I checked across all of them, and I was wrong. It's actually 4.1 across all of them, nothing to ground absolutely nothing so there's a possibility when I bump that contactor in it didn't get pushed in all the way and both legs weren't powered up that will cause that to happen because basically this fan motor here has one leg powered all the time that contactor provides the other two legs of power and if I only have one leg pushed in we're actually single phasing that motor and that's what can cause it to hum sometimes so we're gonna try this again all right so even though the ohm readings were good, 4.1 across all three legs. I mean, that seems okay to me. When I push the contactor in, it's still just humming. And it's just kind of moving back and forth like this. Just kind of doing that, humming. I checked this contactor because I put my meter to the ohm setting, pushed it in and checked across each leg. It's closing, okay? There's a big piece of insulation that I noticed inside the blower. I noticed this earlier, but I didn't think anything of it. I thought I'd just have to fix it, and I saw this inside. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if this blower was running in balance for so long that it's done something to that motor. So what I've done for now is I've closed this, or opened this, sorry, um, by turning it off. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hook the R wire back up, and I'm gonna check everything else out quickly, like the condenser fan motors, the compressor, all that kind of stuff. And I know the blower's not running, but I can just still run the compressor for a minute or so just to make sure that it runs properly. It's, it's okay, the motor's fine inside. I think the problem's coming from this blower. And what I'm gonna do is once I make a call for fan, only fan, I can come over here and check for power. Make sure I'm getting proper power here. So that's what I'm gonna do next.
All right, quick break here. So I've been using the Navac stuff for a while and now I'm at the point where the reliability is just, it's there. It's, it's there and it's there in full effect. I get this question all the time. How reliable are the products? I understand that because a lot of them are new to the industry and people and they're just starting to use them. But everything has been reliable up until this point and has worked. The vacuum pump recovery machine specifically I'm talking about because I used them the other day on a job. And the reliability is there. The innovation is there. And the DC driven motors, they start up so slow and so softly you can start to hear them ramp up so even if 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 you run 600 feet of cord you're not going to pop a breaker from a high um, amp draw right off the bat because it's it it ramps up very very slowly okay so dan foss app guys the ref tools app if you guys haven't downloaded it yet please check it out because it's five apps in one the refrigerant slider is kind of my favorite just because it's such a a good tool if you're doing some troubleshooting work and you need to look up GWP, um, boiling point of the refrigerant, uh, pressure temperature relationship, whatever you need, it's right there. I did a video a few days ago of Viper pan and drain treatment. So what I did was I cleaned out a condensate pump. When I was done, I sprayed the bottom of the pump with pan and drain treatment. And basically it's a gel that creates its own surface. The water sits on top of it and it lasts up to three months killing bacteria, mildew, sludge, all that kind of stuff that can build up inside a pan or a pump and cause drain lines to clog. So it's a very unique product that way. Three months, up to three months is one application. I sprayed it in the bottom of my condensate pump as a test. I think it's gonna go well. Just wanted to give you guys that little feedback there on that product because I think I'm gonna use this going forward for all my pumps that I clean. Testo's 300 combustion analyzer. It is touchscreen. It is a um, an Android, basically an Android tablet. Okay. It is the future of combustion analysis. Now, some tips from Testo regarding um, doing some or maintaining your your combustion analyzer, especially pertaining to the 300, is really you should have them. You should have them calibrated once per year, every 12 months. But if you don't want to calibrate them, you can actually order sensors and field replace them if you don't want to put them into the shop. Because the, the two shops that utilize um, that are utilized for calibration are in Sparta, New Jersey and Toronto, Ontario. Those are the two places you have to send them. So if you don't want to send it away and wait, you can order the new sensors and put them in yourself. Anyway, guys, let's get back to this little service call. All right, so now I'm in with these transformers. Taking the cover off this one, and this one here goes on this top one, and when I smell it, it smells like burnt winding. So something has burnt up inside of this one, and it may have gotten wet because my fingers are wet in here so something happened with this one i think we're gonna have to get the transformer changed to get our 460 volts back like i said i think that motor's fine what's going on here is we're, we're missing a leg of power out to that fan motor right because the transformer doesn't have the 460 on it so we gotta get this transformer replaced get our 460 back properly and then we can go from there so this call keeps getting better Power's back on, R is jumped to G. 
contactor's not pulling in, and I do not have 24 volts at the control transformer. Show you what I got here. I have seven volts. On the 460 volt side of this transformer, we have 137 volts. We're not getting proper power here. Okay, so this is getting better and better here. So I'm tracing these wires that go to this transformer. I see this big black mark up here. I see this right here. All right, I see this. And this spade connector was inside there and it's black. And I also see this wire right here. So something has happened here. We gotta figure this out. So it looks like if I can put these puzzle pieces together that this blue wire goes with this blue wire here and this black wire goes with this black wire here. I'm gonna put those back together. It just concerns me that smell over there. I'm hoping we didn't burn that transformer out. But it looks like if I hook these back up, we might have some luck. If not, we're gonna to have to replace that transformer over there. It's gonna be our only option. Okay, so I have these wires put back together. And if we look at this, I mean, really, we should have some sort of protection around all of these wires coming through these holes because they're rubbing against this sharp metal surface and eventually they're gonna wear through. But for now, I'm gonna leave them like this just for testing. I'm gonna pull that red wire off again, the R wire, and we're gonna see if our blower contactor pulls in. We're gonna see if we have 24 volts here. We're gonna see if we have 460 here. So power's back on, the R wire's pulled off. Okay, we have the LED light on the main control board, which was not on before. Here's where it gets interesting. So we go back to the transformer. We now have power here, okay? But instead of being too low, now it's too high, 32 volts. Okay, we check the top end of that where our 460 is supposed to be coming in. Once I get a good connection there, we have, hard to see there because of the sun, but we have 569. That's supposed to be 460. That tells me that that transformer back there has suffered some damage and it's providing the wrong power to this control transformer. It's gonna burn it out. Next odd thing, breaker is off to this, okay? I have the R wire put back on and the contactor has pulled in for the blower. Now I checked power here and I'm not gonna do this on camera because it's not very safe, but I'm getting 460 volts across one phase and 560 and 560 across the other two phases. That's gonna burn out that motor. That's gonna burn out that transformer. That transformer back there definitely needs to be replaced because it has suffered some damage from these wires getting disconnected or shorting out on this panel. So that's gotta get replaced. And then we'll move on from there. All right guys, thanks for listening. As always, I truly appreciate it. And I know when you're listening along, it's kind of hard to envision what actually is going on. Like what wire, what's he touching, what motor, this and that. That's why I'm including the video link for you guys. So you can go ahead and watch it afterwards. But I hope you enjoyed it guys. We're gonna get some interviews lined up for you over the next little while. So stay tuned. Happy HVACing, I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram 
Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.